0: Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Today, joining me is Marie Rochelle, and we're gonna talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, freelancing, and a whole bunch of other wonderful things that she's doing. So uh, I'd like to start out just introducing Marie and and, and hearing a little bit more about your background and and your career.
2: Well, hey, Nick, thank you for having me. I um, love doing stuff like this. And I was looking at the name of your podcast today and I'm like, oh, that's pretty catchy. I like that. (laughs) I was like, wow this is impressive so it's it's cool we just met recently through you know a friend of ours uh, Maggie Zimmer and you know just excited to be connected
1: yeah yeah Maggie, Maggie's great and I was so glad that she introduced us and um, yeah and a f-
2: no less. <laughs> right
1: right you know you know that's what zoom is for <laughs> and and things like this and uh and just so you know our to our audience we're both kind of going through some sinus things right now so we apologize apologize for our for maybe our coughing or a nasaliness, <laughs> but uh, that's the way it goes sometimes, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But welcome to the show, and 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 why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing? Um,
2: so, I mean, so as Nick said, I'm Marie Rochelle. I've been freelancing since 2014. Um, I was part time for a long time, and I went full time in 2019. So, I guess that means I've been full time for two years. Um, the last two years has been a amazing amazing but like wild and crazy rides so started freelancing full time was asked to host buffalo's first freelance business week which kind of rolled into the rest of what I like to call my future so we're going to get into that a little bit
1: yeah yeah so what what prompted you to get into like the whole freelancing thing um you know what where's the start
2: so it actually started um in florida i was living in florida at the time buffalo native but it's, it's funny how I kind of tell people it fell into my lap. I was working full-time in HR, you know, all the good stuff, went to college, got a good job, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, was working that job, loved it, met a lot of really great people. Um, I've always been a good writer and, you know, a friend of a friend who was in real estate at the time asked me to write some property descriptions for them. I was like, well, that's easy. You know, multi-million dollar properties. They're gorgeous. I got to go to the house and to see everything. They basically gave me a showing and then said, okay, like write 500 words about this. All right. Um, (laughs) In school, I always loved homework. So that just kind of felt like homework. Um, And I started doing that part-time on the side. They asked me after that, you know, if I could do blogs and then it was social media. And then I kind of just rolled into an admin, I suppose. I kind of started off there because I didn't really even know I was freelancing at the time. It was just like side gig. I was, you know, making money on that. And and then I started to realize I really liked it, and I was like, oh, "I can charge a lot for this." You know, not a lot, a lot, but you know, an amount that I didn't think was possible. Started experimenting with it, and here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make a, a great living, a very decent living, at the very well, least, knowing. with what you're doing. And you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because that's that was one of my first side gig um, jobs too, was through real estate. I had a, had a, a good friend, our realtor, who helped us buy our house, a uh, Rachel Reiner that I worked with um, kind of developed her website and a logo and and as she was getting ready to develop her own own team for real estate so that's kind of a a connection I didn't know we had so yeah real
2: estate is a great industry I know a lot of people you know have mixed feelings about working with agents I think with anything though it's just about who you're working with
1: yeah, I mean, I really liked working uh, with this particular agent because she really treated everybody uh, like family, and and we used to joke around because she had so many people in her family that were in the industry. We used to, at the time, there was like that whole slogan going around. There's an app for that. Well, we used to say, yes. there's a Reiner, there's a Reiner for that. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, you know, so you always seem to have a lot of different projects going on, um, including you know this this new thing, converges co working. Can you talk a little bit more what you're trying to like? Accomplished there, and what's exciting you about this this new new
2: project? Of course. So, uh, as we all know now, uh, you know the part time side hustles. You know, as a writer, freelance um, social media manager rolled into full time eventually. I tried to take the leap many times actually, um, but it took five years, I think. If I do the math, yeah, five years, fourteen to nineteen. And then after hosting freelance business week, you know that naturally got a lot of press, which was amazing, Um, and I was approached basically by a property investor who was interested in getting into the commercial space. Um, I had an article in the Hamburg Sun. It was, does Hamburg need a co-working space? And of course I was passionate about freelancing. I was passionate about um, co-working as a whole, but I never thought at least in this time of my life that I would attempt or you know be opening one. So um, she said, well, basically write a business plan, you know, let me know what you've got. If you think you can do this, you know, I would like to. And I was like, wait, did you just pitch me? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was very casual. Um, we met, you know, we met through family and friends. So it was, you know, more of a personal relationship at the time. I wasn't expecting it. And, you know, like a lot of the really great things that has happened to me, it really just has happened to me, which was pretty cool. Um, and then, we started looking for a property last year, uh, closed on a property, you know, 4900 Lakeshore Drive in Hamburg. So it's right on the lake. It's gorgeous for anyone who's never been there. Um, most people know it, you know, if you've ever been to the public house on the lake, it's two doors to the right. So people usually know it by that location.
0: Cool.
2: Um, yeah, it's a view good spot. Is great. And, you know, we closed on it in the midst of the pandemic. That was back in April um, and, you know, I think we'll talk about this too. I was freelancing, doing really, really well, and the pandemic hit. I was primarily serving independent and small business owners, so I truly had to reposition my business in order to fund this project the way that I initially wanted to. Uh, so that kind of threw a wrench in things, um, but but it's all working out, you know. So we have the space. I have the idea. We're working with architects now to you know complete the the inside and then the construction. I'm hope hoping that we'll be open in the spring. So fingers crossed on that, just kind of taking it as it comes, you know, I'm, I'm usually the person that's like, okay, this is, this is what it is. Like, let's do that. This, 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 and let's go. And now, you know, the pandemic has taught all of us kind of how to slow down and just go with the flow of what we're given.
1: Right. Right. I mean, you make me think, and I'm going to butcher this quote, but something like the Beatles uh, (laughs) said about like, life is what's happening to you when you're busy making other plans, you know? And I think that,
2: you nailed it. I think that's
1: what's going on. And, and a lot of people find themselves in that and, you know, it, it, it comes down to like, you know, leadership is, is, is very important, you know, and the successes that we do, do you have any like mentors or people that were like leaders in your life that really like, uh, got helped you get to the point where you are?
2: So I, I, you know, this is a great question and I was thinking about it like, man, I really need a mentor. I feel like, you know, I feel like I do have mentors. Um, they may not be, you know, consistent weekly calls or anything of that nature. Um, my first job in college, I was working um, at Merry Maids with uh, the owners, of Joanna Rosler. She taught me, I always tell her, she taught me everything I needed to know about business. And that's a a big thing to say about someone. But I mean, she really took me in under her wing when I was like 18. And I worked as a part-time office admin. Then, you know, I worked into full-time with her and just kept working with her. I'd say, you know, I'm part-time, I need something more. It's either I have to find something else or what do I need to do here to make my job full-time? And she kind of just taught me that whole process. And even though I was an employee, I feel like she was preparing me to work for myself. So I have a big, you know, big kudos to her for all of that. Um, And then now I, I really look up to a lot of people in the freelance community. I feel like we're more peer mentors than anything. Um, but Emily Leach, she founded the freelance conference, which the freelance, which freelance business week, which is held across the country is an arm of, Um, I, I look up to her a lot too. She helps me through a lot of different things and I definitely would consider her a mentor, but we don't have weekly calls. So maybe I need to get on that yeah
1: I mean you know I've noticed some things like uh, and and bad because I can't quite remember who told me about this 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 idea and concept and they didn't come up with it either but they're probably listening to the podcast so I apologize I can't remember who exactly said this to me but I found that (laughs) right right it's Monday uh we're recording on a Monday anyway Mm -hmm. they um the um the mentor concept is like changed a little bit for them. And and what they found that was a little bit more effective was like a board of people. Like you have your own personal board. And And I guess I I feel like I
2: have that you're, you're right. You know, that's what I mean. I don't have one person that I have calls with, but I have a group of consistent people that I'm like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or I just made this. Can you check it out? So like an ongoing like peer mentorship, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think with business and with everything now, nowadays has changed over time, not, you know, taking COVID completely out of the, out of the equation here. Um, we've developed, you know, from, from the, from the old standard of like, Hey, I'm going to work at this one job at this one company for the rest of my life oh, yeah. to something that's much more fluid. And Definitely. I think that the mentoring part also has become much more fluid. Um, so I think that that's important, you I know, agree. so, Based upon your personal board and other experiences, like what do you feel is one of the most important qualities of a leader?
2: I was thinking about this question last night too because I think there's you know there's obviously a lot of traits that you look for in a leader. Um, I think you need a little bit of everything, but I think especially now you know you need empathy, you need comp- community, you need, and you also need to be very confident in yourself. So I would say those three things. <laughs> yeah. empathy community and confidence because that's that's half the battle right there is knowing who you are knowing what value you bring to the table and then sharing it with others but also understanding you know not everyone is you so people are going to do things in a different way and that's you know developing them to be their own person or their own professional and then working with them to to bring them basically where you are as a leader if that's what they want
1: yeah Yeah. And that kind of brings me into my next question. It's a good lead in, Um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you have a new initiative coming in addition to your social media marketing and freelancing and all that. And and you're, you're the coach, um, you know, your coaching experience for aspiring freelancers. How did that idea come about?
2: So, so yes, I do still freelance. Um, I, you know, I went down, you know, I had dozens of clients before, uh, but now, you know, I was like, okay, here's a, I should pivot that. And you know, maybe work with with a solid freelance client. So I have that, which is amazing, they're great. They're based out of Detroit actually. So it's really cool to have a client, you know, not in our area just to kind of test out, you know, some other cities and see how other people work in their industry as event production. So I really had no experience in that before other than hosting my own events. Um, So just working with them is is always really fun. So the freelance stuff, as a social media manager, I don't think I'll ever give that up fully. But now, you know, as a coach, so coaching aspiring freelancers, you know, just all this experience I've gained over the years, and it's still something I'm coming to terms with, that people really come to me for advice, like they have, you know, if they want to do this, if they want to freelance, they don't know where to start, they don't know how much to charge or how to figure out how much to charge, how to create packages, you know, what systems are good to use for billing or recording, things like that. And just over the years, I've learned all of that. So I've become hyper passionate about teaching other people. So, you know, I've been doing it for years, kind of just as a friend, you know, just talking to people. But I was like, with the pandemic, I'm like, okay, well, I have to pivot my business. And I feel like this is something I have enough experience in. Let's give it a shot. And like with a lot of things, I just say, just go for it. Just do it. Don't wait, you know, don't wait for someone to tell you that it's a good idea. Just give it a shot, put it out there. People don't know you're doing it unless you're sharing it with them. So started sharing it, gained, you know, my first handful of clients and it's been going really well. So I love that. And, you know, kind of melding the two, you know, social media role and a coach, um, you know, especially in going into what I feel like is round two of, you know, this pandemic is, you know, coaching small business owners, you know, I realize small and independent business owners, I realize they don't necessarily have the resources to pay for a social media manager anymore, um, which is very unfortunate, but I can still help them. I can still maybe coach and guide them through their own process, help them develop, you know, micro influencer programs, things of that nature. So that's something I'm actually kicking off uh, soon. So you're the first to hear that.
1: <laughs> awesome! You heard it here yeah. first, and that sounds terrific. So that's right, <laughs> and it does sound very terrific. So it, that's even good English. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, how do you, I I think that you kind of answered this question already. I mean, you're kind of a hybrid between consultant and coach and you kind of pivot between the two, but how do you, how do you set yourself apart from other coaches and consultants in in this field?
2: I think because I'm choosing to focus on freelancing, that's definitely what sets me apart, especially in Buffalo. You know, so we're based in Buffalo. It's, you know, our city is pretty traditional in all the great ways, but then also it gives us a room for development, you know. Freelancing and co-working is huge in other big cities: New York, Austin, you know, Miami, Denver. Like it's huge there. People, when you say co-working, people know what it is. When you say freelancing, they know what it is. Here, they're kind of like, "What do you do?" Or even maybe a generational thing. Depending, it depends. Um, so just having the knowledge and just being like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for almost ten years now," which is wild. Um, you know, I have the experience in this industry specifically, working, helping. Um, so. I think bringing those two together and offering that definitely makes me different. That's cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so in 2019, you were voted most aspirational freelancer by your peers. Uh, what were some of the things that uh, you feel you did to, to, you know, receive this honor?
2: Um, so that was 2019. It's all good. Maybe I had a typo in there. Um, I thought <laughs> so I said 19,
1: after- but maybe I didn't. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> maybe you did. It was, it was <laughs> the internet for you. Um, yeah. So after my first freelance business week, um, you know, I I worked really hard to get that event off the ground. Actually, <clears throat> let me re- rewind a little bit. I connected with Emily Leach on this group that I love called Freelancing Females. She was looking for someone to help with their social media. I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, halfway into my year, first year full-time freelancing, took the, you know, took the gig, helped, you know, was working with Emily on social for Freelance Business Weeks across the country. And I saw this list and the list had, Austin Austin Miami and Denver at the time now we're up to like six cities and growing which is really cool I'm like why isn't Buffalo awesome. on the list And she said she said she's like we don't have an organizer there she's like do you want to do it and I'm like oh oh <laughs> um, I kind of <laughs> stepped in that didn't I um <laughs> I happens. said well you know I've only been freelancing six months I'm not sure you know if I have the you know can do it or have the experience or, or whatever and she said to me, She's like, Well, it doesn't need to be big. It can kind of be a launch or a kickoff of what you're trying to build. I'm like, okay. So I held it really close to the chest the first year. I planned the event in less than two months. Um, but wonderfully I got, you know, a proclamation from the mayor, which was really amazing. Um, That's you know, awesome. I brought I brought 120 people together within two months. So that was really cool. Made a lot of really great connections and it just it was big. Nobody here was doing that or you know, is doing that. So To be the first one, again, specifically in the freelance community, it kind of, it kicked me in the butt to go, wow, Marie, like you can do this. Like you're working in freelance, you can support the freelance community. And then I was exposed to all the co-working spaces that, well, the co-working spaces we had, you know, that is also growing here now, which is amazing. It's great to be a part of, which at the time I didn't think I would be a co-working space owner. So that's, you know, all kind of wrapping together nicely. Um, And then. I'll, you know, pe- for people listening, you know, it's too personal, whatever, but I did, um, you know, I did decide to leave my marriage and that was rough. Um, and it was exactly the same time I hosted freelance business week. Um, but it goes to show that like clearing space of certain things in your life allows for the other things that are meant for you to like flow in. So all of that was happening at the same time. It was really rough. And I just like, wasn't sure, you know, like what I'm going to do. I'm like, okay, like, do I have to get a job now? Like, do I keep freelancing, you know? And then in the midst of everything, I was, I got a phone call that I was nominated for a freelancer's choice award at the freelance conference, which, which is a national conference, soon to be international pending COVID. We were working on Canada. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I was like, well, we're basically Canada. So, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I got the call and I said, wow, okay, maybe I am doing something right. You know, maybe I am doing something right. And I am inspiring people because I needed to be nominated by a peer for that award. And I didn't know if I was gonna win. I'm like, wow, this is a national award. I don't think I'm gonna win this, but I have to go. You know, that's, that's my, that's just me. I'm like, all right, well, I'm nominated. I need to be there at least, you know, show support, check out the event, whatever. I wasn't financially expecting to go to Austin in 2019, but I'm so happy that I went. Um, and, and I won, which was wild. So (laughs) I went and then they announced my name that I won. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I really didn't expect that at all. Did you have your uh, speech prepared? (laughs) I did. I, I, well, no, I don't really prepare speeches, which is kind of a, I need to work on that probably, but I just, you know, I talked about, you know, how grateful I was and about the space and, you know, everything that was happening to me. And it was amazing. It was just funny or is funny because the woman who who announced the award and you know, presented it to me. She's now a really good friend of mine. She's my personal trainer. I work with her, she's out of Austin, so that's super cool. Um, but she's like, when I first met you, I wanted to like tell you, she's like, but I couldn't tell you that you won. So you know, your <laughs> peers nominate you and then they have a panel of like judges basically who, who choose the winner and there were three of us. There was most inspirational freelancer, most aspirational freelancer and a community community leader. Um, So it was just really great to be on stage with the three of them or two of them, three, including me. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just, wow. It was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right even though things are really hard. So I kind of try to go back to that even now when I feel that way, I'm like, okay, this is really hard. Like the pandemic makes things really hard. You know, my business, you know, had to change. That was really hard. So, but I'm like, all right, I know the ending is usually two times better than like what I'm going through. So
1: yeah, I mean, you know, adversity really does make you rise up and 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 take on challenges, and, and you accomplish new things that you never thought you were capable of. I think that, you know, you have an amazing story and uh, going through what you had to go through with the divorce and all your, you know, personal things, and you know, running a, a you know, a huge event. It it it's it's things it's times like this that you show you can get things done. Um, you know, and, and something else you you mentioned that I thought was was really cool. Like you you'd only been in you know freelances for like freelancing for like six months, all right. But there's so much more experience that you were you had before that that brought you to to the you know brought you to this point in your life.
2: 100 percent, so, yeah, definitely.
1: You know, and that's 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 one of the toughest things about I think COVID and, and you know the number of people that are employed. You know, the group that I run in Western New York support career career support group you know, people are facing some challenges here and they're like, how do I convey, you know, if I'm trying to go in a different industry, how do I convey that I have this experience on, you know, on a resume when I'm coming from a completely different industry and, and, you know, it's highlight your
2: skills, highlight your skills, you know, we've all done so many things. And to that, there's something a really good friend of mine asked me to do. And it was when I was kind of feeling low, he said, create a list of the achievements, the things that you've done, whether you think they're big or small, write a list. And now I actually have all my coaching clients do that and they love it. So you write all these accomplishments of things you've done and then it helps you write your bio. It helps you kind of, you know, reflect on how amazing you are. And then you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. I've done these other things. And you know, what was I going through at that time? And then now like, what can I do now? So
1: yeah, that's great. I mean, that's what I have a lot of my my clients and my, you know, past interns and students do, you know.
2: Like everyone write, should do it. Everyone right. should do it. And then highlight that, highlight the things you've done, highlight, you know, the skills you needed to get there. You know, I feel like you were saying earlier, kind of an older way of working or thinking is, you know, you have to work in one industry forever. I went to college for business, which yes, that helped. But I was focusing mm-hmm. in human resources because at the time you graduated, went to college, got a job, and, you know, HR is and was, you know, a great career. But I I could have kept doing that. I just, something else was kind of pulling at me. So, but I didn't say, oh, well, you know, screw all the experience I got in HR. I'm never going to use that. It has helped me immensely as far as working with clients, you know, working with clients who have employees, trying to communicate with others, networking. You know, I've always been a social butterfly in networking, but being in HR has just helped give me a really like a non-biased view and just to understand just like empathy of where other people are coming from. And I think in business, like that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. And, you know, another thing that kind of jogged my memory of like, you know, the other parts of my list that I have clients do is, you know, it's what do you, what do you love to do? You know, the lists of things that you really love to do that you're passionate about. I mean, truly oh, yeah. passionate about <clears throat> that, you know you just rise up for every time it happens, mm-hmm. you know. And then what are, you know, what are the things that you you want to try and, and want to do, you yeah. know? Um yeah. and, a, and a lot of that kind of feeds into like what their next, you know, if it's a career coaching experience that I'm doing or, you know, maybe it's just a life coaching experience that I'm working with them on. It helps them set up for like, here's what I've done, you know, like you said the list of Mm -hmm. things and accomplishments here's what I do really really well and here's what I still haven't tried yet right um you know what are the steps And the only way you can do
2: something new is by someone giving you a chance so whether you're looking to freelance in an industry you maybe have no experience in or get a job in an industry that you've never tried before but you want to like the right people will hear that they'll hear that out and I want to touch on this too you're talking about passion it's not coined yet I don't even know if I can take it but on my you know little flyer or whatever for for coaching I have it it says turn your passion into profit you know so Mm -hmm. whatever you're passionate about like there's usually a way to to do that full time just depending and I had someone talk to me recently that's like okay in the pandemic they're being laid off as chefs and you know anyone in the food industry he's like how can I use my experience as a as a kitchen manager as a you know a chef, I like as a consultant, he he kind of challenged me with that, and I'm like, hmm. and I thought about it a little bit. I have you know a few ideas, but I was like, oh, you're right. Like you're a, that's a physical job, you know, but there's a lot in your brain that you have to use to be successful at that job. So I yeah. brainstormed a few things and kind of pitched it to him, and we'll see how it goes. But there's always a way, I think, and that yeah, there's always something. a way to pivot. Yep,
1: it's just a matter of thinking kind of outside the box, and sometimes you need to you kind know, like you know, you know how it is. I mean, you're, you're coaching too. I mean, you have to get them out of that, get them into a frame where they actually can, um, you know, positively think about themselves and, and then they can kind of, you know, make that pivot, um, especially if they're, you know, in the unemployment sector. Um, it's it, it's a shock to the system. So, um, and then I think yeah, you freelancing is- got to throw out
2: the crazy ideas. Like you have to have crazy ideas and, you know, a good friend of mine, I don't know if you know her, uh, Kim Marie McKernan uh, you know her she oh, she does this wonderful she does this wonderful brainstorming style of a session and she says you know this is it it's your time to be free you can say anything nothing is being judged or anything like that and you have to think that way you just write everything that comes into your mind down because you just don't really know what's coming out we're always so concerned about what people are going to think that we don't really think freely so
1: yeah no I think that's that's a great method and you know, um, even freelancing in itself, like I've been trying to get some of the people that are you know, still out of work in my group to think about joining some freelancing areas or just doing freelancing on their own or volunteering um, to kind of get their name back out there. Um, so-
2: yep. volunteering but, is huge, definitely. That was on my list for a while, so.
1: Yeah. So I, I finally kind of thing, found something. <laughs> what kind of things do you volunteer for?
2: Um, so when I was in Florida, I worked with a center uh, called Pace Center for Girls and I worked with them for four years, the entirety of the time I lived there. Um, it was a lot like Dress for Success, similar to that. So we raised, you know, we collected dresses all year round actually for an event called Love That Dress. And over the years, we were, you know, we raised like $100,000, $120,000, one hundred fifty dollars by the time I left. And that was amazing. And it was really hard for me, I think, to find an organization that, for me personally, and again, with small business, I like finding smaller organizations that. I really can contribute to that, you know, the team and I, like we meld and they can utilize my skills. And, you know, I feel like I'm really helping and I'm passionate about helping them. Um, So it took me a couple of years, but I recently started working with DanceAbility um, based out in lancaster to pew area. And I love them. The team is great. You know, it's small. It's a wonderful cause. I don't know if you've heard of them either, um, but I would definitely recommend checking them out. They, they host dance classes basically for, you know, children and Children and adults, um, you know, with special needs. So that's it's a really great organization. I was just happy to find them, and it was actually a little journey finding them. I've known about them for years, um, but then reaching out to them as who I am now, I think, helped me become the best volunteer I could be for them.
1: That's awesome, and it sounds like a great organization. I'll have to check them out. Um... You know yep. what's, dance-ability, what's been the danceability
2: all one word <laughs>
1: danceability that's awesome i can't i can't dance i've got no left feet <laughs> i like to no say. left feet <laughs> I, I, not even one one right foot or one left foot it's just
2: <laughs>
1: very bad but um what what do you think has been the greatest benefit you've gotten out of volunteering i mean talking oh a little i mean we, i started
2: that. volunteering in this in the pandemic so you know that's been mm-hmm. a little bit different but the nice thing is is everything well for me at least Everything is going digital, and that's where my skills lie. You know, being digital, getting your voice out, you know, through video, social media, mm. things like that. So being on this team, uh, they have a marketing committee, which is amazing. So I work with Katie. I'm going to say her name wrong, but Katie Wawarzak, like, I think. Um, and she she leads, you know, all the committees over there. But being on the marketing committee, there's a lot of us, and we're very very strong in in what we do. Um, my friend Valona, she's a super strong writer. She writes for Buffalo Rising. You know, you've got me as far as like digital marketing, um, and there's you know a handful of us in there who have different skills, but we're very very good. So I love that. Um, kind of keeps me in the social media marketing pool in my own way. Um, but again, you know, just giving back. Um, and this isn't a not-for-profit necessarily, but I do, um, I do lead the out. Um, I want to say it right. The outreach uh, committee for the city of Buffalo. They have. Um, climate smart communities task force and i was i didn't even mention this i was asked to be on that after i hosted the first freelance business week so just another thing that really came of that um is the honor of being able to work you know with the mayor and his team um and making a difference with that of course it's a little slower now but their climate smart communities like that's that's a big deal now especially with the way the world is so
1: oh yeah yeah i mean I think that that's extremely important. And I'm glad that, you know, Buffalo has a committee and that, that you're on it. Cause I, I know they are going to get the the word out more, um, yeah. you know, and you brought back up a uh, freelance business week. And one question I wanted to ask before we, we moved totally away from that. Um, that topic was like, where do you see, you know, that function or that event kind of um, going in the future?
2: Oh, well, I wanted it to be bigger. So the first year it was it was, uh, it was great, you know, we had three locations, about 30 speakers, uh, over 100 attendees, so that was great. Uh, with the pandemic, we had to shift a little bit and I pitched to our cohort of Freelance Business Week organizers that we go virtual because some of them were like, no, we don't think we have the resources or the time to do it. Like, We don't know what's going on with the pandemic. And I'm like, well, why don't we just do it virtually, you guys, like do it virtual. If you feel like you wanna have an event in your city, if you can do that. Um, and that worked out. So everyone agreed. We hosted the event in September moving forward. And it was amazing. We had over 500 registrants, which was great. Shout out to Buffalo because we had more than double the highest of any other city with registrants. So like, I, you know, a little pat on the back for that one. Um, I love Buffalo. we had like, yeah, we had like 200 registrants. which was sweet. Um, and then, you know, we're up there, Buffalo's up there with Denver, Austin, miami and tampa and i'm like yeah like look at that like we don't only support our sports teams, okay yeah Um, (laughs) we
1: rise to the occasion but we are a super
2: you know we're we're a huge fan of the underdog and i feel like freelancing is the underdog so the Mm -hmm. virtual event went wonderfully we're actually moving freelance business week to april um so the next freelance business week uh 2021 will be the third week of april um stay tuned on that we're still finalizing things but that's the week we're looking at um and ironically you know it's scheduled the week after taxes which is great but also the also the week of work or earth day so okay, we're going to yeah. kind of bring that all in and hopefully I can bring the the community the climate smart community task force in on that as well um but yeah I'm looking at it the virtual one being bigger and better this last year we didn't charge anything for the ticket my first year I charged very little so this year you know warning for everyone else you know there's going to be a ticket this year it's going to you know it's not going to be like the past years but at the same time, we had over 40 speakers, all with giveaways. You know, there's so much knowledge and people are just praising how much amazing work and the people that we bring in are. So it's really what it comes to saying, like we have a value and there's a, you know, there's a ticket Mm -hmm. price now. People are like, yeah, duh. Like we will happily pay for this. And especially now. So it's, that's what it's going to be at least in the next year. Um, And then if we can host events in our individual cities, we'll be doing that. But freelance business week isn't going anywhere. I think if anything, we've made ourselves stronger and better by offering a hybrid event. Um, and then the freelance conference was canceled this, this past year, but will be held in Denver, God willing, in the fall. So that's kind of why we wanted to do freelance business week at the beginning of the year, the freelance conference for everyone in the fall. So hopefully, you know, we gain some traction and I'll see some people in Denver next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, definitely, a, it's a high quality event. I, I urge my listeners to, to join. Um, and I think you're going to get a lot more, um, than you bargained for with that, with that ticket price. Um, you know, you're going to get a lot of quality, um, you know, connections and information and, you know, lots of different things being, you know, given away too. So, uh, I highly urge people to, to, to join in because it sounds like a great event. And I like the flip find-
2: oh thank you thank you yeah me too yeah. me too it works out well you can find all of our pre-recorded or not pre-recorded all of our recorded sessions they're housed on youtube forever so oh, you know that's that's, awesome. that's a really great thing um so they're still there for anyone who you know may have missed it and it's like man i wish i intended that i'm like wait there's more, <laughs> there's
1: more. you can oh, you yeah. can see what it was like
2: yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah
1: um and we've mentioned it a bunch of times during this recording, uh, you know, COVID-19 and, and the pandemic. It's, it's created a lot of challenges for, for a lot of people. Um, you know, from, I don't think there's too many people that haven't been impacted in the world. What was like the biggest impact on you? And you know, how did you co- overcome the challenge?
2: And you're right. We, we did cover it, but I don't mind saying it again because it's so important for people to know that it's possible to change. I never thought in a million years that i would be teaching i'm like me a teacher ha <laughs> like, <laughs> like and you know and i hate to bounce off signs i'm like i'm a female capricorn like i don't teach <laughs> you know like i don't um i'm very you know very like black and white but i think it has taught me other skills you know so going from this full-time freelance role where i was just working for myself by myself like all happy like that's great to realizing I have a knowledge and it would be doing, you know, anyone who's interested in working with me a disservice by not offering it to them. So, and now I get so much fulfillment out of helping people and to talking on podcasts like this, like that. I'm like, wow, I would never would have, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think I would have saw myself doing this. And it's bringing me so much joy that I really would have been cutting myself short as well. So yeah, you can pivot, you know, the pandemic yeah it sucks, but you know, and we're all sick of hearing about it, to be honest, but some of us have really been changing in in ways that when we're done with all of this, or at least in our new normal, we'll be so much stronger. You know, just as an example, restaurants that weren't doing takeout or delivery, they're doing that now. And when they come back full bore, they're going to have the restaurant and that. And I literally just got goosebumps thinking about that because they never, you know, maybe they wouldn't have done it. Maybe they thought they couldn't or didn't want to, or really opposed to it, but that's maybe what their consumers wanted. So.
1: Mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, there's like that adversity and rising up to the challenge and looking to pivot and, and find new ideas. (laughs) It's survival. It really is
2: survival. You know, we're like, okay, like we're literally against the, our backs are against the wall. The walls are closing in. Like, what do you do? Like, because you have, you have to. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And, And some organizations in some fields and industries really needed this a chance to recreate themselves. So, and it's so sad um, to
2: watch every, you know, a lot of people go out of business. I hate seeing that, of course, like that's not what anyone wants to see, but it's, it's a reminder that we can help fight that a little bit by shopping small, by, you know, purchasing gift certificates for, you know, people who are in beauty that can't do work right now. You know, we have to remember all those things, but the most important thing is remembering to do that even out of a pandemic. And I think hopefully that'll help our community, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Our community, um, like, I guess, change is the simpler term, but just mm-hmm. to understand, like, wow, we really can help them and we really should, you know, maybe do our best to shy away from Amazon or Walmart or Target as much as I love Target. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can usually find it locally. And Buffalo is a, a local city. Like, if anyone's going to do it and do it well, it's going to be us.
1: Right. No, I think you're right. And it, it is a double edged sword. Like, with every, you know, success and and challenge, you know, you have also things that are, you know, failing or going out of business. And that that's tough to see so many people. And, you know, we're all affected in some way. Both negative. On the flip side, there's some
2: businesses that are thriving more than ever now. People are, you know, home, they're cooped up. They they're like, okay, well maybe it's time maybe it's time I go to college, or like maybe I've always wanted to finish my MBA, or you know, maybe I've always wanted to write that song and and record it. So I mean it's just there is a lot of opportunity as well. Um and some people are thriving and I'm glad for them.
1: Yeah, totally. I agree. I agree. Um, you brought up change and, and we've talked a lot about change. Um, here's that like what if kind of question. If if you could go back, you know, and change one thing about about your career or, or even your, your personal life, would you what would that be?
2: This is or gonna sound go like a very um a very typical answer but I would have done it the first time I wanted to go full-time. <laughs> I would have done this a long time ago. So when I tell people like, don't wait, do it now. You know, the first time I looked at that was probably back in 2016 and I could have done it and I don't know why, but you know, it wasn't meant for me at the time. It seems I would go back, but then you say like, Oh, well, would you, cause then you still learned other things. I mean, life is life. So I'm glad that it's led me to where, you know, to where it has been, but, if I could, I probably would have just done it sooner.
1: That's, that's uh, always yeah. great done advice. Yeah, everybody yeah. says that,
2: you know, do it sooner, right. do it now, you know, do it while you're young, you know, they're they not kidding when they say that, because what's a better time to bounce around? I was talking to someone recently and saying, I couldn't do this now, raising two, or like what, you know, in 10 years, 20 years, maybe. I mean, I probably could, but I would be far more exhausted. I'm exhausted. I have two <laughs> young kids, I'm running basically three businesses, and if I were older doing this, building it, growing it, and having to, you know, physically be able to survive, you know, with sleep, you know, because we need that. I don't know if I, I mean, I could, but I'm like, I don't know if I could, you know, I'm doing it Mm. now. And I'm so grateful because at least I've got this young body that can kind of tolerate it. You know, I don't have anything knock on wood, you know, health wise or anything that's keeping me, So like, why not now? Like, that's, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, right right out of college. Why not now you've got your degree, try something crazy. You know, Gary V talks about this all the time. You know, Gary Vee, he mentions it. He's like, why are you going to college and getting a, a nine to five job now? Like do the crazy things now. I know we can't really travel, but you know, do something else. And you know, I not knocking anyone who enjoys working full time. I love that. You know, if that's, you know, what, what brings you happiness and joy, like do that, find somewhere that that works for you. But I'm always like, well, if I want to be told what to do and kind of like have regulations and things that I have to follow. I'm like I'm going to go get a job and do all of what I'm doing, but I'll have benefits. <laughs> I kind yeah. of like joke about it sometimes. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm not going to (laughs) go do that. Like every entrepreneur, anyone listening to this who's ever wanted to work for themselves, once you do it, you're like never going to go back. You might joke about it. You might be like, yeah, I'm going to go get a job. Like, I'm just going to go do that. But then you're like, ah, crap, I can't work for someone else. Like this is miserable. You know, even (laughs) even if they're great, you know, so the best relationships, you know, I've ever had, you know, working for people, they've always given me my own empowerment. Like I said, my first job out of college, working with Joanna, like she... Made me feel like I was still my own person. And I think that that's, you know, another culture and a work culture change that needs to happen is that if you yeah. want employees and them to stay, you need to make them feel like they're their own person and help them develop and don't be afraid that they're going to leave you if you help them grow. That's that's definitely an old way of thinking.
1: So Yeah, I mean that's definitely you you hit the nail on the head. I <laughs> mean, when I when I when I go out and talk to different businesses and, you know, talk about co-branding, I think that that's really important, you know, having a having an environment where your 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 employees not only feel comfortable but want to like promote your brands while promoting their brands on social media is so mm-hmm. important. Um yeah. it's it's a culture thing. Um and it can't be forced. You know, if it is forced, you, people recognize that it's not, you know, original or, you know, fluid. Um, I think so that's something totally, we
2: will get out of this pandemic, because people will understand that they have to be authentic and they have to be compassionate in order to survive.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, so we're, we're talking about accomplishments now. Like, so what, what is an accomplishment that you're, so, uh, that you're most proud of?
2: I've had to think about this one a lot lately, so thank you for asking. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, and it's not that I need other people to recognize me or you know get that get that award or get that recognition. Like I don't need that because I have my own. But it was really, you know, kind of the starship. It was really cool to stand in the mayor's office and get a proclamation, you know, from the from the mayor talking about me, having all the cameras on me and the people in there, you know, shaking his hand and doing this whole speech, really about the first Freelance Business Week. Um, He announced, you know, it was September. I forgot the dates now, but it was like September 14th through the 18th, 2019 is officially proclaimed, you know, Freelance Business Week, Buffalo, like 2019. I'm like like that was a wild. Um, that's awesome. so it's, it's currently uh, framed and on my wall and I look at it every day. And if I have a bad day, I look at it. And I'm like, where you did that? Like you did that. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people can say I have a proclamation f- uh, <laughs> from the mayor hanging on my right, wall. Right. And I wanted to do great. it
2: again this year, but we were, we were a little preoccupied. So <laughs> yeah.
1: got a lot going on. He has got yeah. a lot going on too. Definitely. So, um, so you know, how can other organizations and individuals, you know, help you reach your goals and, and you know, how in turn do you, to help them?
2: So right now, uh, like I said, first here, you know, starting to work with, um, you know, small businesses, independent businesses, I'm actually starting to reach out to, and you don't even know this, to <laughs> local, uni- uni- you may have seen it on LinkedIn, but like universities and colleges, unemployment office, department of labor. Department of Education. I'm starting to reach out to them now um, to kind of cast a wider net to have a bigger platform for what I do, because I do feel so passionately about freelancing, getting that knowledge out there, and then also like building that type of a community So and teaching people how to do it. So mm. I've been starting to do that, um, you know, and that's how the community can help me is if, you know, they know anyone or feel any of the ways that I do about trying to get more people to kind of believe in themselves, I suppose, and giving them the tools to do so, they can help me by, you know, kind of connecting me or connecting with me to do that. Um, But, and in turn, I suppose, you know, I'm giving them my knowledge and I'm giving them my passion and basically like this, like, no, isn't an answer type Mm -hmm. attitude where, you know, if you're unemployed or working from home and you need to do something more, like how do you do that? I can offer them that knowledge and kind of, and that confidence essentially, because, a lot of people have great ideas. They just don't have the, the confidence in knowing how to back it up with a business model. Um, and then also staying accountable, you know, having a class or a course or a coach to say, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to listen to what you're not listening. You're going you're gonna to pay attention to what I say. <laughs> this is what you wanted. Um, that's the Capricorn in me. Uh, <laughs> you're going to pay attention to, you know, I'm going to say it once, say it loud. You know, you can listen to that, ask questions, and then I'm going to hold you accountable to the things that you're saying that you want to do, because once they get there, they'll be like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this forever ago? And it's just human nature. You know, we are procrastinators. We are, you know, we do have self-doubt, you know, you need to have people or a person there kind of helping me get through that. So.
1: Well, Marie, that sounds terrific. It really does. And, you know, you, you answered my, my last question too. So. (laughs) um, I'm getting uh, really good at (laughs)
2: this. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's like, you knew what I was going to ask, you know? (laughs) So, Um, I do want to make sure that I, that I've captured everything that that you wanted to share. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that? Oh my gosh, I feel like I've
2: talked about myself so much. And that's what the these podcasts, it's so unreal, you know, that people really do want to hear what's in my brain. And I'm like, really, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) But oftentimes the answer is yes. And I'm just, I'm honestly just grateful and thankful to share whatever it is. So no, there's nothing you missed. It was, it was wonderful.
1: Well, that's awesome. And you know, I want people to be able to connect with you, so why don't you you share your your handles and how, what's the best way to get a hold of Marie Rochelle?
2: Absolutely. So I've actually repositioned. I'm going to start working on my business uh, Instagram more. So the hashtag, or the hashtag. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the social media manager mixing up her lingo. Um, yeah,
1: no, it's fine. My
2: handle for my business it's bizbeactive. So B I Z B E A C T I V E, bizbeactive, um, Biz and that's Instagram. I, you know, with everything going on, I, my personal account was public for a while, and then I kind of just, you know, I kind of took a step back. I'm like, you know what? You want to hear about my business? You want to look at that? Like, let's let's build on that one for a little while. And honestly, I miss posting my kids, so yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna start posting my kids again. You can follow me. It's Marie Rochelle with an underscore at the end. Um, you know, and I'll, you know, accept the people that I know. But <laughs> as with everything, we have to be super close or super careful about who we kind of let into our circles these days. Mm-hmm. But as far as business, anything business. You can reach out to me on Instagram, my email. Very easy, Marie at businessbeactive.com. So thank you. awesome,
1: Thank you well, for thank the
2: club. Appreciate it. Yes, <laughs>
1: totally, totally. And we'll <laughs> definitely put all those things in the podcast description. Um, and I just want to you know, take the opportunity to thank you one more time for being on That Sounds Terrific, Marie. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that we did this and so glad me that too. we're connected. Um, so thank you, thank you so much. And thank uh, you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate
2: it. I will talk
1: to you soon. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our facebook page that sounds terrific follow us on twitter at sounds terrific too and instagram at sounds terrific we love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific till next time